You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Let's get things going. This hour of Sportsnet Today is underway from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in snowy Calgary, Alberta on a Calgary Flames game day. Flames welcoming in the New York Rangers for a two-game homestand. The show again coming from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios for our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. They have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement Visit them at dlbasementsystems.com. We've got a busy show for you. We will get you set for the Flames and the New York Rangers. 745 puck drop. That's part of the NHL's frozen frenzy on this Tuesday. All 16 teams in action tonight. Staggered puck drops so that no two games start at the same point. So we'll have Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson on the call for the Flames and the New York Rangers at 745 right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan. That means the one and only Pat Steinberg has your Flames warm-up show starting at around 630 on Tuesday night. A little bit of an odd start time with the 7.45, so Steinberg's going to get you going uh, around an hour or so uh, ahead of puck drop to get you set for the Flames and the New York Rangers. That's where we'll start off the show in just a few moments. We'll head back to the Scotiabank Saddledome, hear from a number of players and coaches on this game day, including head coach Ryan Huska, Nazem Kadri, and Nikita Zadorov, who had some very pointed words for his team Ahead of tonight's matchup against the New York Rangers, you will want to stay tuned to hear what Nikita Zadorov said about his team's recent performance on their road trip and what they need to fix starting on Tuesday night against the New York Rangers. That's coming up in just moments. We'll take a look at the New York Rangers, the opponents for the Calgary Flames tonight. The opponent for the Calgary Flames tonight. And a little bit later on, Always enjoy these chats. Former NFL All-Pro linebacker, former Buffalo Bill and San Diego Chargers, Sean Merriman will join us. Week 7 of the NFL season coming to an end last night with Monday Night Football. The Vikings upsetting the San Francisco 49ers on primetime. Looking forward to our chat with Sean as always. We kick things off. With a quick reminder, the fan feedback line always open to you here on Sportsnet Today. Shoot us a text if you're listening live, 960-960. I'm alongside my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor, this afternoon. The Calgary Flames and the New York Rangers are our focus today. It's a two-game homestand for the Calgary Flames before they take it outside for the Heritage Class against the Edmonton Oilers on Sunday. But can't look too far ahead to that outdoor game as the Flames have two Key opponents to take on before that time. It's the New York Rangers tonight who enter action with a 3-2 and two record. Igor Shosturkin will get the start in goal for the Rangers. It'll be Jacob Markstrom for the Calgary Flames. It was an optional skate 
for the Flames this morning. So no lines or deep pairings to get you to yet. Stay tuned to Flames Warm-Up with Pat Steinberg a little bit later on when the Flames hit the ice for their pregame skate. We'll get a better idea of the lineup that Ryan Huska is set to deploy. We do know, or expecting, I should say, that Dryden Hunt will make his season debut for the Calgary Flames. A.J. Greer spent uh, time later out on morning skate, so that's usually a good indication he's coming out of the lineup. So we are expecting Jacob Markstrom to get the starting goal, and we'll see Dryden Hunt presumably make his season debut for the Calgary Flames tonight against the New York Rangers. Good news for the Calgary Flames coming into tonight's action. Flames have actually had the Rangers number. Going back to the 2018-2019 season, the Flames have earned a point in all seven games they've played against the Rangers, going a slick 6-0-1. They will hope for that trend to continue tonight after a very rough road trip. We discussed a lot of that on Monday's show. Got to reset, get back to the game that they were starting to build early on in that road trip. And it's got to start tonight against the Rangers team that's been very up and down to start the season. They're 3-2-0 and through five games, would have yet to win or lose two in a row. They won their last outing 4-1 against the Seattle Kraken on the 21st. But they've gone win against Buffalo, loss against Columbus, win against Arizona, loss against Nashville, win against Seattle. The strong suit for the Rangers this year, They've been outscoring their opponents in the third period. 6-1 so far. They've allowed just one goal on 41 shots in the third period through those five games. We'll see if the Flames are able to break through early on and maybe not have to worry about that third period strong start uh, against the New York Rangers. We talked a lot on the program on Monday about some players underperforming for the Calgary Flames. The end of that road trip, an ugly one. In Detroit, well, time to reset for the Calgary Flames. You're back on home ice. You've got two at home here. Two good teams coming in in the Rangers and the Blues. Can't look ahead to to Sunday's game. You can't worry about the Rasmus Anderson situation. He did have his appeal heard by NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. But as usual, there is no timeline. There is no set date where the commissioner has to make a decision by. You would hope it, it comes as soon as possible, but we're certainly not expecting anything to pop up this afternoon one way or another that would suddenly insert Rasmus into the lineup. So the Flames still expect it to be without their top defenseman while he serves his four-game suspension for that hit on Patrick Line when the Flames played the Columbus Blue Jackets last Friday. And it's interesting to hear the frustration from the fan base over the last couple of days as to how this season start. Well, some of it's creeped into the Flames locker room. One outspoken member of the Calgary Flames today setting the tone for his group. And that was Flames defenseman Nikita Zadorov. We'll head to the Saddledome and hear from him now following morning skate. Still to come, Nazem Kadri and head coach Ryan Huska on this game day. But Nikita Zadorov with some pointed words to his team about the expectations for this group, what's gone wrong so far, and some of what they need to correct heading into tonight's game. Let's hear from the Flames defenseman on a game day. Here's Nikita Zadorov at the Scotiabank Saddledome on Tuesday following morning skate. Through those games, like, you know, we've heard in the past when we come home after a road trip, those can be kind of an interesting one for a home team. It has been 
on the road for some time. How do you approach this one as far as uh, kind of getting back to where you need to be as a group? Well, we have no time. We're below 500, so it's a big game for us. I think that that's the message we have. So uh, can we feel sorry for ourselves, you know, come back, time difference, who cares, go up there and play. What about last year, Think back to that game, all accounts, that was maybe one of the best regular seasons game in New York, and it was wild, it had everything, it had hits, it had fights, it had intensity, what do you remember most about that tilt? Well, I mean, I don't think it was, you can call it best of the game, I think it was pretty sloppy, that's why those hits, fights were happening, guys putting themselves in the vulgar positions because we just came back from 10-day uh, break, so I think that's definitely wasn't the perfect game. I mean, it would it would like if the guys have a, they stay in tunnels, they play games all the time, they practice. I don't think that would have happened. So, uh, I mean, it was fun, definitely. I mean, obviously, it's 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 exciting for everybody to play against New York Rangers. I mean, original six team, lot of history, so it's uh, it's going to be a fun battle tonight. Where do you where do you think the team's at right now in figuring out its identity and how it wants to win? Well, that's where we are. We're trying to figure out our identity. Um, I mean, it was a tough road trip for us, not what we were looking for. Um, there's some things need to get working out, but I think main thing for us, we're just not working as the unit yet. We're, uh, we have too many individuals playing by themselves, so I think we just we're going to figure out so we want to play as the team or we want to play as the home guy, whatever. So how do you get everyone to buy in collectively? Is it a team meeting? Like, how do you get those individuals to row in the same direction then? Yeah, I mean, we watch videos. We agree on some stuff together. So uh, hopefully we bring the better effort tonight. Is that something that you as players talk about, guys being yeah. too much? Yeah, we do. We do talk about that, yeah. Are those uncomfortable conversations? Well, you got to be uncomfortable in your life, I think. I don't think you should be comfortable in your life or you're not going to be the best version of yourself, you know what I mean? So I think it's definitely a good thing for our team. we only six games into the uh, season and we're trying to figure out who's want to be here, who wants to play for who. So uh, we've got lots of time. You know, I don't think our division teams only... One team is rolling right now pretty much. Everybody's in the same boat as us. So I think we can definitely use some wins. Does it does it concern you that these are a little bit of the same conversation that took place last season? Or well, last season was different, different. Like the, I mean, it was Daryl. No, there's no Daryl, so there's no excuses. You know what I mean? You guys don't like hard coaches. You don't like good soft coaches. You don't like good coaches. Fair. Like I mean, you just. It's a it's a new day league, you know. You you come up here, you play hard, and you just leave everything on the ice. I think that's that's how simple it is. How much of a concern is it that you're, you're having these conversations about individuals at six games into the season? Well, I mean, it's it's a, a, I mean, obviously the new system, new coaching stuff is a, it's definitely the part of it as well. You know, like we're still getting it's adjustment. It's a big adjustment playing different system. You know, like it takes time for us to learn it. Uh, but uh, for easier to learn it, you gotta buy in all the way. So I think that's that's the definitely things we keep talking about. Strictly on defense, what do you think is the hardest thing to adjust with with the zone coverage? Uh, yeah, just the 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 connection. For sure, I mean, you gotta work as the partners, as the five over there. You know, like uh, we have, we're using the term steel balls. So I think when one defenseman releases his guy, another one gotta jump in, and then 
got, got we got to protect the middle of the ice. So I think we we've been doing a, not a great job of in this uh, particular thing. You know, like I think there's a lot of slot shots, a lot of chances from the from that. And I think on the rush for sure, like for the D, main focus for us today is uh, to keep the good gap because they got a lot of speedy forwards, speedy sentiment, so I think that's a, that's a definitely main focus tonight. So did you say steel goals? Yeah, that's the term we're using, like, you know, like those you have on the countertop when they yeah. go back and forth, so that's how we're going to work, yeah. That is Flames defenseman Nikita Zadorov on a game day. Flames welcoming in the New York Rangers for their lone visit to the Scotiabank saddle them. How do you not love that from Big Z? Usually on a game day, we're first, we're easily going to the head coach, Ryan Huska, getting his thoughts. But I had to start the show with that from Nikita Zadorov. There was so much there from Big Z that I think as a Flames fan, you've got to love hearing despite the up and down nature of the start. Let's just go over a couple of the key things that Nikita said in that four minutes or so that he spoke with the media today. Big game coming off a road trip, time change. Who cares? It's on us. We got to start winning. We're below 500. Trying to figure out our identity as a team. This was a big one that caught a lot of people's ears today. We're not working as a unit. There's too many individuals on this team right now. We need to figure out who wants to play for the team and who just wants to go about their business as an individual. Figuring out who wants to be here and who doesn't want to be here. If that's not a direct quote towards some of his teammates who have been pretty indecisive or up and down about their commitment to Calgary long term, I don't know what is. And the one that stood out the most to me, legitimately not sparing words on Well, last year was Daryl's fault. Daryl's not here this year. So what is it? You don't like a hard coach. We don't like a soft coach. We got to figure it out. It's on the players to get this done. That was leadership from Nikita Zadorov. And I would expect him to be fired up tonight. I think he's been one of the strong members of that Flames decor to start the year. He's had a couple of massive hits. He's a guy that's talked about. He's one of those UFAs, by the way. He doesn't have a contract coming into next season, but he was pretty clear that he would like to stay in Calgary. He's talked about loving his time in Calgary. Feels like he's really found himself as a player and would like to be a long-term member of the team here. If that's the attitude, that's the kind of game Nikita Zadorov is going to bring. I'm all for it. I can't disagree with a single thing that he said. Not working together as a unit. Playing a lot of individual hockey right now. Yep, that checks the box. Daryl was the excuse for a lot of problems last year. Daryl's not here, so what's the excuse this year? You want to be here, you don't want to be here. Yeah, it's six games into the season, but it is a big game. They're below 500. It hasn't been a good start to the year. Prepare like this is a big game. He Everything he said resonates with the start that this team has had, and I think it's a great thing that he was willing to go in front of the media, and I don't think he took any shots at his teammates. I don't think he was unfair with anything that he said. 
I think he was honest, and I think that Nikita Zadorov is one of those guys that has no problem carrying the message that he relayed to the media in front of everybody today on a game day into the locker room or into an individual conversation with any one of his teammates. Because he was fair, he was honest, and I, I think more than anything, he was truthful about the situation that this team is in in a lot of different aspects. There is no one individual on this team that is good enough to change the tide of the season. Sometimes they not even change the tide of a game. They have to work as a unit. They have to work as a team. And if a guy like Nikita Zadorov sits there and says, look, we've got too many individuals. We've got to do this together. Let's figure it out. Well, it's a pretty clear indication of, of what he thinks is, is an issue for this team early on. I loved it. More of that, not every day, because hopefully you'd have less issues to go over if you're a Flames player, but I love that. A guy that's willing to call it as it is, not make it about himself, not make it as a big thing. Loved it. And the text line loved it too, by the way. 960-960. The fan feedback line is always open to you if you're listening live to Sportsnet today. Feel free to give us a text. This one says, Big Z, bringing the straight, honest fire. Walshy in Strath Vegas. Love this from Big Z. Needed to be said. Hopefully his teammates get the message. Great leadership. Might have to pick me up a Big Z jersey after that. This one says, hashtag, resign Big Z. This one says, you hit it bang on, Z. Showing massive leadership. Love it. Our pal Big Mike texting in. Hey, Logo, couldn't agree more. Love it from Zadorov. Love him even more right now. This one says, Big Z on point. That clearly a message resonating with Flames fans from Nikita Zadorov today. There's more there, but I want to get you some more audio on a game day. Let's hear from Nazem Kadri, another veteran in that locker room, who I think the Flames definitely need more from. I have not been impressed with the start from Nazem Kadri. The Flames' depth down the center ice position should be a strength of theirs, but compared to last year, it's been a slow start for Naz. Let's see if perhaps a matchup against the New York Rangers can get him going. He got in that fight against Columbus, which I thought helped his game. Wasn't as noticeable when the lines changed Sunday in Detroit. How's Naz feeling on a game day? Let's hear from number 91. Flames locker room back at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome on a game day. Nazem Kadri had a tonight's matchup with the Rangers. Naz, what do you remember? And I, and I say this not, not to be hard on it, but that game last year in New York had a little bit of everything, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And I know there were some hits, there were some fights, there was an intense battle. It was like old school hockey. What do you remember most about that one? Um, yeah, just having a little bit of everything, I think, right? So, uh, you know, that's kind of what you want in a hockey game. I think it was uh, probably a game of the year candidate for, for last year. But, you know, of course, it's a new year. I, I You know, I don't I hate to kind of, um, you know, open up past chapters. And, you know, they, even though it's the course of a year or half a year, I mean, uh, 
two teams that you know still operate a little bit differently. So we're gonna have to find new ways to try to uh, get a big two points tonight. But is that maybe a good game for this group to have coming back after mm-hmm. a road trip? And obviously, home games are always interesting, right? Trying yeah. to get that bounce back. Is this maybe a good scenario for this group? Of course, it's an opportunity. That's the way we look at it. And uh, you know, obviously, against a good team and. Um, yeah. You know, want to obviously be prepared on home ice and take advantage of home ice and uh, try to get these wins. So, you know, of course, we played, what, five five out of six on the road here. So uh, it's nice to be home and, you know, hopefully uh, can take care of business. Nikita was just talking about just the idea of some individual play versus playing as a group. Mm-hmm. Where do you come out on that? Is that an issue at this point? I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, uh, of course, everyone's trying to make plays. And sometimes I think when, when you're down in games, you obviously have to be a little more risky and you know I, that's kind of bitten us uh, a few times so we understand how to how to manage things and uh, you know obviously it's a work in progress and you know a lot of things have been different this year and sometimes it takes a little time to adjust too so I think now we're starting to get the hang of it you know had a good pre-scout good uh, um, you know game plan and you, we plan to execute. You mentioned that the individual play has come up as a topic of conversation mm-hmm. inside that room and I just wonder you know when, when those sorts of uncomfortable conversations are had how, how do you think that uh, this group and individuals can respond? Yeah I mean I wouldn't even say it's necessarily uncomfortable I think that's uh, you know part of the team dynamic you got to kind of put everything out in the open you know when you uh, make mistakes you got to obviously watch those mistakes and correct those mistakes so so they don't continue to happen so um you know for us i think we're, we're real comfortable about what we discussed and uh you know like i said we got a a, a game plan that uh you know you know it's not going to work unless we go out there and, and we execute and that's what we plan on doing is it is a buy-in that you that you want from from everybody yeah i mean work ethics there for sure i think everyone's definitely trying to um um, you know, do the right thing and be in the right situations. But like I said, part of game management, you you know, certain things happen in certain situations throughout the course of the game. You know, on the road, I think, uh, you know, you tend to maybe force it a little bit. And uh, I think we, you know, we're going to simplify and um, still, you know, be creative, but uh, just in the in the right uh, spots. How would you describe your start to the year and, and adjusting to, mm-hmm. to the offensive changes? We know statistically it's not going the way yeah. that you would like. Um, yeah, that's going to change. You know, that uh, I feel like, um, you know, obviously the production is, is something you want to see, but uh, there's other aspects that I've really liked. You know, actually, I mean, lots of opportunities in the past couple games. I probably could have easily had uh, two, three goals in, in the last couple games alone. So, you know, for me, I think everyone knows, uh, you know, I'm going to fight and scratch and claw to, to get out of the funk that I'm in and you know these things don't last forever. When you were in that fight against Columbus was that the purpose of that to really just get out mm-hmm. of the funk or can you kind of give us your thinking process when you got into it? I um, just needed a spark I felt like we had a slow start in Columbus and you know obviously that's that's not my uh, area of expertise but you know that's something I'm willing to do and uh, you know I think that goes a long way so Similar to uh, to my game, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm gonna fight for everything that's uh, that's that's given to me, and um, you know, sometimes uh, you're put in those moments, and you feel like you gotta um, send a message. What um uh, what can you do if you're not finding the score sheet goals wise? What can you do away from the puck? You kind of reference it to, to contribute to the team on yeah. a nightly basis. Um, just I mean, drawing penalties, winning faceoffs. I mean, uh, you know, uh, those type of things. I think you know trying to fight uh whatever the case may be i mean i'm, I'm kind of willing to do uh to do it all but like i said i mean that's the most frustrating part is uh getting those looks and getting those opportunities and knowing that you know 
I could probably have at least four or five or three, four or five right now and uh, just need a little little puck luck and, and that'll come. There you go, Flames forward Nazem Kadri on a game day. Flames welcome in the New York Rangers for their lone visit to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome Tuesday night. Quick reminder, it is the NHL's frozen frenzy on Tuesday, which means a bit of a different start time, a little extra time to get to the Saddle Dome, uh, which you'll probably need with these snowy conditions anyways. 7.45 puck drop scheduled for tonight between the Rangers and the Flames. Our Flames coverage start with Pat Steinberg at 6.30 for Flames pregame. He'll take you all the way up until 7.45 when Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson will call the Flames and the Rangers right here on your home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960, the fans. Still to come on the program today, we will hear from head coach Ryan Huska on a game day. Matt Rose has a stamps report coming up for you. We'll check in with NFL All-Pro, former NFL All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman to go through some NFL storylines. All of that and more as Sportsnet today rolls on here on a Flames game day on Sportsnet 960, the fan. It is a Flames game day on Tuesday, the lone visit to the Scotiabank Saddledome for the New York Rangers. High expectations once again in New York with Igor Shosturkin, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zabinijad among the core in New York that are looking to break through and have a long playoff run. New faces including Blake Wheeler, in the mix in New York. Of course, the high draft picks, Alexei Lafreniere, Capo Caco, still figuring out where they fit in this Rangers lineup. Should be a good game. Always a lot of fun when an original six team comes to town. There's a 745 puck drop at the Scotia Bank Saddledome between the Flames and the New York Rangers. Let's take a look at the opposition. The Rangers three and two in five games to start the season. Up and down start, have not won two games in a row, have not lost two games in a row. They're coming off a win against the Seattle Kraken. To check in on the Rangers. Flash you back to a little earlier on this Tuesday with our pal Patty Dumas. He spoke to Rangers reporter Vince Mercogliano from USA Today Sports to get his look at the New York Rangers as they're in town to take on the Flames. You know, I wrote about this yesterday. They've really, in five games, shown us a little bit of everything. They had two excellent games. The opener in Buffalo, they played lights out, and then they were outstanding the other night in Seattle. They had two games where I felt like, you know, they were really disappointed with their performances, especially that loss to Nashville Mm -hmm. last week at Madison Square Garden. They really played poorly in a lot of facets of the game there. And they had one, you know, the win over Arizona, the 2-1 win, where I think they played – pretty well they grinded out a win there so we've seen them win big we've seen them win tight games and we've seen them lose where they look like kind of lost in this new system with this new coach but overall I think the trends especially when you look at the lineup construction and how Peter Laviolette has mostly been able to be consistent with this lineup Mm -hmm. last year there was a lot of juggling a lot of moving parts and I know that was a frustrating thing for the players as the season wore on but Laviolette has really let the same lineup go for five and I think will be six games now tonight and those guys in a lot of respects seem to be clicking that line with Artemi Panarin playing with the two young guys Philip Hedl and Alexi Lafreniere has had some bad games especially that game against Nashville but they've been outstanding in Mm -hmm. a few of these games they were an offensive juggernaut in that win over the Kraken the other night generating a ton of offense 
He's really specifically trying to get them out there in offensive situations, and those guys are thriving. Panarin looks rejuvenated by playing with the young guys. The young guys I know just from talking to them are really excited for the chance to play with a guy of Panarin's caliber, and that's making a lot of other things in this lineup fall into place. And if you look at a lot of the underlying numbers, the analytics, the Rangers are are rating really strong in a lot of different categories right now. So I think this new system with Peter Laviolette seems to be taking hold pretty well. There's going to be some early growing pains, but I think overall a lot of the trends that we're seeing are pretty positive. And in your latest there at Lohud, you, you do do the analytical deep dive of, of the four lines that are, are working right now. And we'll start with that with that second line, that Artemi Panarin, Alexis Lafreniere, and Philip Heedle line. Like I know like with, uh, with Heedle's doing all right, but I think with, with, with Alexis Lafreniere, there was obviously him being selected first overall. It's been kind of a, a slower start to his NHL career. Uh, but you say he's rejuvenated. He feels a lot more fun playing alongside a guy like Panarin there on the second line. How big of a year is this for Alexis? Alexis Lafreniere. Yeah, I feel like we've said that the last couple yeah. of years, but it definitely is. It, it definitely is a big year for him. And you got to think about where he's come from. Obviously you touched on the expectations and he hasn't lived up to those. I, I think in some ways we might need to recalibrate. It was what a weird draft are for this guy. It was a weird pandemic. draft. Yeah. I mean, listen, everybody, he was the consensus. Number one, I don't think there's oh, a yeah. team out there that would have taken anybody else at number one in that draft, but he's not of the McDavid ilk. He's not of some of the other number one overall draft picks that we've seen in the last decade or so. So I think with that, if he ends up being a fairly productive top six player, a guy who can put in, let's say 60, 70 points a season and play a solid all around game. Well, for for, for the Rangers, that's something that they'll take. I, I don't think he's going to be in a hundred plus point player. Maybe mm-hmm. he proves me wrong. I think, you know, a lot of people have questions of skating, especially in talking to scouts. He hasn't quite been able to create the, the type of separation that he needs to, to let his playmaking skills really come to bubble to the surface. And so I think that speed element isn't quite there for him, but he can still find ways to be productive. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think the role that he's in now is a good role for him because with the previous coach, Gerard Gallant, he had him playing on the third line quite a bit in a little bit more of a not defensive role, but a role where he was asked to be more responsible Mm -hmm. defensively right now, this line for all five games has one defensive zone draw. So Peter Laviolette is clearly saying, I'm going to stick you guys out in offensive situations and your job is to go score. And I think that is good for him. That is the reason he was drafted because he's a skilled playmaker and especially playing with, the two guys that he's playing with right now, I think there's a potential for them to be a highly productive line. You know, in training camp, he, the big story was that he was moving from the left wing to the right wing. He's always been a natural left winger. Yeah. And they gave him the first crack at playing on that top line with Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad. And he, quite frankly, didn't play very well in the preseason games and didn't have a great camp. So I think that added to some pressure and added to some of the criticism that was sort of circling him. But in this role that he's in now, I, I, again, I think just the way that he's being used, it's a good spot for him. It's time to find out if he can be a top six player for you. And it seems like Peter Laviolette is intent on doing that. That is Vince Mercogliano covers the New York Rangers for USA Today. Of course, they are the Flames opponent on Tuesday at the Scotiabank Saddledome, part of the NHL's frozen frenzy. All 32 teams in action. Staggered starts, so no two games start at the same time. It's the Rangers and Flames at 745 heard that conversation as part of the big show with Rustic and Rose. You can find that wherever you get your podcast for the full conversation with Vince Mercogliano 
taking a look at tonight's opposition for your Calgary Flames. We'll take a break, come back on the other side, kicking off hour two. We'll hear from the head coach of the Calgary Flames, Ryan Huska, on a game day. Stamps report coming up with Matty Rose. And we'll hear from uh, NFL, former NFL All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman checking in on the NFL scenario after uh, week seven. Finished up last night with the 49ers taking a loss at the hands of the Minnesota Vikings. Stick around. Hour two kicks off next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.